This dick is beat down. It's got stitches on it. It looked like Frankenstein's dick. So many different color hairs in my crib. That shit was like a rainbow. It was pinks, blues, purples. But it always kind of make me a little horny. So I was like, man, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to take mushrooms being horny every day. Wet in the bed. Fuck wet in the bed. My drunk ass always wetting myself. It's the Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax your eye ready now while you make studios. Yeah. It's the Danny Brown show. We about to get live. Let's go. It's the Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax your eye ready now while you make studios. Yeah. It's the Danny Brown show. We about to get live. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's up, yo? It's your boy. <laughs> Coming to you live from Austin, Texas at YMA Studios. It's none other than your boy Danny Brown up in this mother. Oh, I see. They ain't going to get me. I heard, but now I heard they said you can cuss in the beginning now. Is, is, is that, is that, I think they might have been trolling me, though. They might have been trolling me. That, is that a thing, Zolo? Shouts out to we got the booth, boys. You already know what's up, man. How y'all yo. boys doing? Hey, man. But is that a thing, though? So they was trolling me? I think you're okay. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I say, this shit demonetized anyway. Who gives a fuck? God damn it. I tried my best, man, to hold it out. But yeah, man. It's fucking um, South by Southwest right now. I mean, I know y'all always hear this shit late, but I'm sorry about that. The boys got to work, man. You know what I'm saying? We got the shit we got to do. So it is what it is, man. But yeah, man. I'm excited. Got all the homies coming out. Got a show coming up. Finally, um... Glad to get this goddamn show over with because this was um, hanging over my head before I, um, you know, for your boy got to go, for I got to go check in and do my time. <laughs> I keep acting like uh, like me going to rehab, I'm about to really be going to do some time and shit. I be talking to people like, you know what I'm saying, before I go in, I got to go do my thing. Because yeah, it's been fucking rough, man. Been, um, I've been having a rough few months, so I'm kind of glad to go get this shit over with, man. I don't know... um. Too many people have ever been excited to go to rehab, like. <laughs> but I'm one of them uh, motherfuckers, man. I don't know, just to be able just to go. This actually looks like a nice place, you know. I, I've kind of, um, you know, did my homework, and you know, so I'm gonna be out. I ain't gonna dox myself, tell y'all motherfuckers where I'm gonna be at, but for the most part, man, shit look nice. I'm gonna be out there, you know, getting my um cardio up. Hopefully, you know, trying my best not to um. I think the hardest part, like the drinking, is you know, the drinking is just what overtook my shit. But just to be able to not smoke weed and shit, you know, that's going to be a horrible, man. I'm going to be snapping on motherfuckers for a few days, man. So hopefully they give me some um, some Seroquel or some shit. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they gonna have to diagnose the boy. They're going to have to give me something. So I'm excited to see what kind of um, cool drug they pass out to me that I got to um, fake to myself that I'm getting high off of for the time being. <laughs> but that's a hard one, too, though, because I, I, I feel like, you know, like a lot of people, you know, they go through rehab or whatever, and they still, like, come out and smoke weed. I don't think I'm going to smoke weed no more. I think it's probably should be over with. I've been doing that shit since I'm a fucking teenager, you know? I mean, as much as I love smoking weed, if anything, probably maybe, like, just edibles. I mean, just definitely not smoking flowers no more. Like, I think that's just over with. I'm just, I, honestly, I think the the most thing, I mean, besides, it's just it's the actual smoking aspect of it. I think that's the one part that I really love it the most, you know, the social, hanging with your homie, smoking. And all that. And like I say, this weed has changed. It used to be back in the day, you know, you smoke with your homies, y'all goofy, giggly, having a good time. Now you smoking this shit, this shit like fentanyl. You just being that bitch nodding out, dozing off, having a good time. So yeah, man, I'm I'm switching it up. So like I say, like I, if anything, I've been trying to cut back on that as much, and been you know I've been fucking with the vapes or, you know, edibles. Is, I don't know. I love edibles though, but I feel like even that's a slippery slope. So yeah, for the most part, your boy is gonna your boy is excited for his road to sobriety. I know one thing: I'm not about to be one of them motherfuckers that just because they got clean and shit, you know, always try to beat it down on another on another motherfucker head and this and that. But I definitely know, you know, after all the fucking party drug music and shit I've made, I know people have definitely fucking got out of my shit or probably tried some shit. You know, I feel like I'm right. I gotta right my wrongs in some way. So I don't know, man. Once I'm really like. Um, you know, uh, you know, when I'm really being able to like few years deep or something, and I feel like I'm able to really talk about it and give people advice and shit. I would definitely love to be that guy, you know, instead of being, you know, I, I, it's almost like a vegan. You know how vegan motherfuckers is? They see a motherfucker eating a pole of sausage and they just be giving them the side eye at the airport. 
And he like, nigga, I'm eating a charred Polish, man, with extra celery salt. So, yeah, man, you just got to take one day at a time. That's what I've been doing for the most part, you know. It's my fucking birthday week. I already know I'm going to be fucking drinking on my birthday, obviously. I mean, I'm going to do my best to, you know, keep it as light as possible. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have a couple drinks on my birthday. So I'm definitely not trying to drink none this fucking week until my fucking birthday. So that's that. Um, <clears throat> You know, like we do every Tuesday. It's your boy, Danny Brown Show. You can always hit me up, Danny, at the DannyBrownShow.com. That's Danny at the DannyBrownShow.com. Also, you can leave a voicemail, 512-522-9256. You can leave your boy a voicemail. Oh, we got a voicemail today, huh? Yeah, you want to start I with that? I was just about to complain about how these motherfuckers don't be sending voicemails and shit. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see what, let's see what this nigga talking about. Ask Danny! Oh, you bet I'm coming up in May. Uh, so basically, my uh, we had to put our dog down. Earlier this morning. Yeah, it kind of sucked. 16 years without my buddy. Basically, what I was asking was, I had a lot of my ex-girlfriend or whatever, ex-bitches hit me up. And be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Do I try and pursue that? I just wanted your advice on, like, <laughs> you know, if you had any past animals that uh, died, like, what, how you deal with it, or if I should, uh, be hitting these bitches. All right. Uh, hey, Hitler, go fuck yourself. Peace. Nah, man, see, that's, that, that's why I was going through it the past few episodes, man. I wanted shit, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Um, like I told y'all, Ditto had, had, was, um, diagnosed with meningitis, man, and if I didn't, um, we thought it was just an ear infection at first. And if we didn't get the ear infection, I mean, they was like, man, you should get an MRI. But the fucking MRI was $5,000. I'm like, fuck. I spent $3,500 for the dog. I done fucking put her through fucking $3,500 fucking obedience schools. And all this. I'm damn near $10,000 in the hole with this dog. So I'm glad that I got her MRI. I can totally say that Ditto is like 99% back. You know, she, been, she went and got acupuncture today. And this and that. So I understand, man, putting a dog down. That's one thing about pets, man. It's if it's I'm always like I always had pets because of the girls that I was with, you know? I never got a pet on my uh, by my own terms. I'm too selfish, man. I don't wanna you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no motherfuckers die. And you be sad and shit. And I mean the best way I feel like I mean, it's almost like when you get dumped or something. The best way you can get over it, you gotta get another pet, you know. So but as far as you Using your dead dog to try to get some pussy, man. That's some real dirtbag action right there, man. So I co-sign it. I co-sign it, you know. You got to shoot your shot, you know. So maybe she was just looking for a way to say something to you, and this is her perfect opportunity once, you know, she's seen that. So because she could have just she could have just left it in the social medias, you know. She could have just dropped a twit or something, you know, put a broken heart on an Instagram post or something like that. But, you know, she decided to hit you up. So at least, you know, that's pretty cool. So I don't know. Maybe you maybe you do got a shot. It, it depends on what's her situation. I mean, now she got a boyfriend and she already going through something. <clears throat> yeah, that's real like dirt bag activity right there. So I don't know, man. You know you you know how to call that one better than me. But yeah, that's dirt bag activities, man. I I, I kind of co-signed it. <laughs> All right, next up. Yeah, that's like fucking um dirt bag activity. One of my homies just told me he got cheated on in an open relationship. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you get cheated on open relationship? Like, cause the bitch sneaking. She was supposed to tell me that's how you, that's how we do it. I'm like, man, well, that ain't no fucking open relationship. That's a fucking probation relationship. You gotta fucking check in every time you dip and dabble. Shit, man. So <laughs> blessings to him, man. Hopefully he'll be all right, man. All right, we got supporting the homie. Hey, Danny, really enjoy the show. And shouts out to the booth boys. One of my close friends and his homie sleep with his girl and if even sent the pic of the app. Oh, one of my friends had his homie sleep with his girl and even sent the pic of the aftermath, but quickly forgave him and acts like nothing ever happened. Homie still invites the guy when we all hang out, but I can't have a good time when he's around. Am I thinking too much? If the homie say, okay, should I just let it be? Dude is hella shady and is taking advantage of the homie's good spirit. I would have been cut him off, but homie is too nice and stupid and pretends it's all good. I want to be supportive. But not sure how to handle this. What would you do in this situation? Thanks and keep up the awesome work. Um, yeah, cuz is for sure a, a definitely a dirtbag. And should he be hanging around that nigga? Fuck no. He's supposed to been cut him off. So if he ain't cut him off, then cuz might got some secrets on him. And they might be doing some dirt together that, you know, some down low action might be going on. And that's why he can't cut the nigga off. So that's why. Who knows what went on with him and the girl and shit like that. So sometimes, man, niggas be creepy on the low, man. You just got to know that. 
So yeah, if he ain't cut the nigga off, man, something else is going on in their relationship that you just don't know about. That's all that mean. But you know, that's how I be out in the streets. Niggas is gay. All right. I want to fuck other bitches. Everybody do, man. But that's not what you need to do. You need to get some discipline. Like now I'm at the point in my life, like my girl, she always be on my head like I'm going to cheat on her and shit like that. But I wouldn't even want to cheat on, on, you know what I'm saying? Like, because at this point, I ain't really giving out no good dick like that. You get what I'm saying? My shit is, I'm old. I got fucking um, an interior pelvic tilt, you know, sciatic nerve damage. This dick is beat down. It's got stitches on it. It looked like Frankenstein's dick. So for me to be putting shit, to just put putting that into like new bitches' lives and shit, I don't even want to just fuck up, fuck up their whole shit. My girl is happy with it. She love it. So, you know, I want to keep my confidence up at the level it is. So, yeah. Hello, Hitler. Hope your jeans are high and tight. My name is Jay. I've been with my bitch for 12 years now. We got married young. Two years at the high school. Yep. That's usually how I work. We had our shares up and downs, and now a couple kids later, I'm kind of bored, I guess. We did marry for love and other reasons. I do love and care about my wife, and also our sex life is great. We fuck about two or three times a week. Damn! Nigga, you dropping dick for 12 years? Shit. But I still want to fuck other bitches. I don't want to get a divorce because I do love my kids and seeing them every other weekend would be very hard. Also, the child support, she ain't nothing to mess around with. Now, I thought about bringing this up to her and seeing how she feels about it, or should I just fuck a random bitch just to get it out of my system? I would love to hear your thoughts. Like, have you ever been in a situation? I mean, have you ever been in a similar situation? What would you do? And what would you have done differently? Thanks again. I'm a big fan of you. I mean, like I say, when you've been with someone for over 10 years in a relationship as long as y'all, I'm pretty sure she probably feel the same way. So the best thing to do is um, communicate. I mean, I wouldn't, you just got to figure out a way to bring it up, you know? You know, y'all be doing freaky shit. I mean, I guess um, the, the easiest way to be bringing it up is like, you got to be watching porn and shit. But like I always, I always told, tell motherfuckers, man, you want to fuck another bitch, you going to always have to be open to letting your girl fuck another nigga, so... That's all that is, man. She might want she might want some BBC drop down on her. You never know. So I guess that's the best thing you can do, man. Communication is the best, but everybody wanna fuck another bitch. How many times I say that? But it's all about discipline, man. And you know, and you gotta think about it, man. You gotta put the put the kids over your dick. So you you you, you made that bed, you kinda gotta lay in it when you got married. But that that is a thing though, when motherfuckers get um married too fast out of high school and they ain't really explored. They don't even really know they self yet. They don't know what they into sexually and this and that and all that kind of shit. Then you look up, you 30 years old and you just want to choke a bitch and kick her down the stairs. And you know, your wife is just really on some nice missionary kissing with candles going, you know, and you're like, fuck, I want to do some freaky shit. So yeah, man, this is all about communication though. That's the communication is the key, man. You know, that's like when you be in a relationship for like 12 years, man, you be eating pussy on a period and shit like that, man, you know, why when you eat on when when you eat a girl pussy on a period, why it tastes like pennies? All right. <clears throat> hey Danny. I was listening to Welfare off your Bruce Brigade album. There's the alley where you just yelling to the mic. I feel like that really adds a lot to the song and make it what it is. My question is, do you think alibs are essential for most songs or do you find them to be unnecessary at times? Love the show. Keep it up. Much love. I remember when alibs first started being like a thing. I feel like Young Jeezy probably made it the most popular. And I used to hate on it a lot because you actually kind of have to get good at it. Just as good as um rapping, to be honest. So it took me a while to kind of figure out. And yes, I, I think alib does, you know, it, it can adds a lot to a verse you know so um yeah i think alibs but for certain songs like if i'm doing like a, a a super like sad or like an emotional ass song i ain't about to be in the background like yeah nigga uh, 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 like oh hyping it up and shit that's weird so if i do like when you hear me try or like if i'm doing something like super lyrical and i feel like the um super lyrical look at me being an old man but yeah if i'm doing something super lyrical i wouldn't want too many alibs on it to overstep some of the bars so you know, you can keep your uh, fucking attention on these punchlines I've been fucking writing for the past month, you know? So, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, I would say ad-libs to me, I feel like it's almost like um having background singers, you know? But I used to hate on it a lot when it first came out because I, I sucked at it. It took me a long time. Just got to figure out what works for you. I would say um, Stack Bundles was someone that I fucking modeled my ad-lib game after. So, you know, you got to just figure it out. Some people better at ad libs than they are rapping. And there are some of our fucking most popular rappers in the world right now. So <laughs> that should tell you everything. All right, next up we got. Girlfriend caught me slipping. 
Hey, Danny, the other day, my girlfriend of a year and a half found a hair in our apartment that wasn't hers. Oh, man. That shit happened to me before, man. That shit fucked up. One time, this bitch, man, it was so many different color hairs in my crib. That shit was like a rainbow. It was pinks, blues, purples, blondes. Fuck it. it uh, dog. It was like, there's hairs. All right, whatever. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was drunk and high. I replied to a girl's Instagram story saying, hey, my girl started on my phone. She got super upset. She's thinking about calling things off, but I think we can work things out. I love this girl very much. She a future with her down the road, but I definitely fucked up. How do I keep things from ending? Would you consider this cheating? Appreciate everything you do. Love the podcast. Look forward to the next album. Yes, yeah, definitely cheating. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, we all fall victim to the flesh us as being men and we slip up all the time no matter you know and and you know if your girl really love you she understand that you know it's just sometimes we make mistakes that man if you never if you didn't physically put your penis inside of another woman's vagina i mean things didn't get too far but you know it it, it, it almost like a you know you didn't you didn't kill somebody but you was thinking about it kind of situation so i think you still can go to jail for that right yeah, you know, you can't just fucking make threats and shit. So, I mean, you you, you still got a case, you know? So you might got to get, you got to go to the doghouse. You're going to have to be on probation for a minute. You're going to have to be rubbing some feet, being nice, bringing flowers, doing all type of shit. You're going to have to regain the trust. You're going to have to show her how much you got, show her how much you appreciate, appreciate her and that you fucked up, you know? You just fell victim. We men, we stupid. Our, our brands is in our balls. So sometimes we don't always, you know, think with the right head type shit. So, yeah, man, I hope you get it. I hope y'all get it together, though, because, you know, like I say, I've been through that. I've been through that situation, and I've had girls that stuck around, and I had girls that left me. But it's always your fault, nigga. It was your fault. So it is what it is. Next up, we got Friend Zoned. Hi, Danny. Love your podcast. My guy friend rejected me a few years. Oh shit, we got a chick. Shots out to the chicks that listen to the show. Is chicks is that is that like a word you can get canceled over? No, I don't think. Because so. I remember I called the girl a female, and they was like, you know, female. That's kind of like, you know, that's not a good term to be using in this day and time. I'm like, damn, female. But I guess it's so it's cool to call a girl a chick. I think that's okay. But you can't say female. I mean, you know, females. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Depends on the audience. It wasn't even a female that got mad. It was another dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like, you can't be just doing that, man. Like, you know, you can't be, you just, it's like, man, that's just like an old term. You sound like you and fucking, you sound like an old man. Like, I'm like, nigga, I'm 40. All right. My guy friend rejected me a few years ago. Recently, we started going out to dinners and other fun activities since we both live in the same city now. Everyone says, bitch, that's your man. When I share about our, our outings and things we do together, I don't want to say anything to him because I ain't getting rejected a second time. I wanted to ask, can a guy change their feelings or mind about you after years of not talking? Yeah, definitely. Throw that throw that mouthpiece on him. You just got to be like, man, you want your dick sucked? You just got to be way more forward and aggressive. It's like, don't let me, don't let me say that. I ain't going to, that's not, um. but no, um, he might be gay. I don't, I don't know too many, um, it's hard to be friends with a girl when you like a a, a, a slump, like a dirt bag, you know? Like, you always eventually fuck them, even if you didn't try too hard. So, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to be a good guy, or maybe not. Or, yeah, man, you need to stop um, hanging with this nigga if you want some dick, because I don't know. It don't seem like he's trying to fuck. Because I, I, I feel like he would have been hit, you know? <laughs> I feel like he would have been hit. What's up? You must be... um. I almost see. I was about to get canceled. Let me shut up. Let me shut my dumb ass up. So yeah, man. Uh, spin the wheel. I be forgetting, man. I'm, I'm always. We, I'm getting too used to have guests. We've never spin the wheel when I got fucking guests and shit. So let's get a fucking wheel spin, man. Wet in the bed. Fuck wet in the bed. My drunk ass always wetting myself. Like, it has been mad times. I just, I don't know, something wrong with my dick. I think I maybe jacked off too much, man. So it just gonna hold shit. When shit's time to come out, that shit's time to come out. So yeah, I've definitely been, I've definitely pissed on myself a lot of times. Most of the time it's been in fucking drunk as fuck going back to my hotel room. And like I say, I always tell the story. For some reason, when you gotta pee and you trying to get in your fucking hotel room, the key don't never work. But as soon as I piss on myself, the key works. So that's a good one. But yeah, man, um, being an alcoholic is not fun. 
Once you start pissing on yourself, that's when you know life has gone downhill. You know what I'm saying? If you need to judge anything about something, peeing on yourself is one of those. So, yeah, but wetting the bed, man. Back in the day, man, you wet the bed, man, you getting your motherfucking ass whooped. It was so many times I got woken up. That's one thing about kids, about black kids that grew up in the hood, man. You get PTSD from shit like that. Uh, my little cousin, he, he and you got to think, he probably just had a, a random problem. He obviously couldn't stop himself from doing it every day, but his mom was like, fuck that. You pee in the bed, I'm whooping your ass, you know, type shit. That nigga pee in the bed every day. So obviously he couldn't control it because I knew he didn't get it. I know he didn't want to get his ass whooped every morning. He getting his ass whooped. And we got to get waking up to the sound of him getting his ass whooped. So imagine that. You got to go to school with that trauma. Shouts out to my family. I love y'all motherfuckers, man. Wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. <laughs> oh, y'all get this some white people shit. Oh, hold up. No, we got some freestyles. Let me hear you bust a freestyle. We do. Here, let me pull them up. Let's drop these set. freestyles before we get into some white people shit. Shouts out to everybody. They always sending me white people shit now, man. I've been seeing some crazy shit. They got a ranch flavor ice cream now. That's definitely white people shit, man. But I don't know. Like I say, white people shit is different than trailer trash shit. I feel like ranch ice cream. That's some trailer trash shit right there. So we played this guy a few episodes back. This is Kelly. And uh, he has a response video for us. God damn it. Now you be doing diss tracks? Hey, what's up, Danny? It's oh, daytime. Shit. I got some energy. You ready for this clapback? Hell yeah. And he made his own beat. So you call me a vampire. Well, bitch, I'm the count. And I'll give you standing eight just for fucking around. So you might know Muay Thai, but there's some glue on my belt. And if we went for five minutes, I'd throw your ass around. So what's up, Danny Brown? I love you so much. I might be from London, but I'm Transylvania Butch. If fighting suits <laughs> your style, then catch me on the court. Since you're feeling subconscious, you can even be sure. Because I'm that crazy ass bitch. And I'll fall tits out. I dig holes for a living. My money comes from the ground. Since it don't grow on trees, I bring kings to their knees. From Karasha Arthur, I'm the queen that they please. <laughs> I'm speechless, man. That was almost like, fuck. That's what's up. Thanks, Booth Boys. Thanks, Danny. Love you guys. Thank you, Keep man. That was great. That was that was very entertaining. That almost reminded me of like one of those, man. I don't know, like a uh, um, uh, weird like sketch comedy shows or something. Like like is this real? Like you know, like this can't be real, man. Like like what's it? Bob Burnham is that his name? Like some shit like that. Bob Burnham. <laughs> yeah, Bob Burnham. <laughs> that reminded me of some shit like that. Like you know. Like, you know this motherfucker never, like, that's, that's like when a motherfucker never rapped ever in their life. And then they start trying to rap for the first time type shit. That's cool, though, man. He made his own beat and everything, man. So we got oh, we got another one. All right. But Next yeah. up, we Shouts got. Shouts out to the vampire. <laughs> Next up, we got Regina Waters. Yeah. Look, look. End of my sentence. Penning my penance on panties per palm my pendants. Got so many peas on me. Alliteration, weight, heavy hoes. I'ma throw some fucking days on it and days on it. They join you when I'm pulling up in the mustard color whipping summer suns. Heavy on the coming up. Laker like the water level up. Show me where the money is. That's why I be sleeping from. Money never taking nap. Matter of fact, it wake me up. You can see I'm eating good. Pasta with your bitch. I don't fuck with beef. My pescatarian. Shit ain't fed of them. Y'all press for greens and me. On my worst day, still smoke spliff with palm trees. Still palm two titties, them bitties, they on me. On E, still pushing a bucket. Deep three, pace pusher. Could be running people pockets, but my face too cute. Play games that I win, I ain't playing with you. I hope you got somebody out there praying for you. Because I'm going to pray on you. I ain't going to lie, man. The first three seconds, I already knew this nigga was going to have bars. That's how this should be, man. He remind me of one of these motherfuckers that you would see at an open mic. Or if it, it used to be in like to battle rap and shit and you had to battle it, like, man, you got to battle this nigga. Like, nah, man, I just some, some niggas just be having that look. Like, man, I know this nigga know how to rap his motherfucking ass up. Man, that's one thing we really do. I don't know if it's probably somewhere. If, 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 if please hit me up. Please let me know, man. If, if, if y'all got some popping open mics in your city. I mean, I'm from Detroit, so you obviously know. I mean, you already know how that shit goes. So we used to back in the day. I mean, I, I caught the late end of it. I mean, you know, I know about the hip hop shop and all that. So I caught like the late end of it. And it used to be amazing. It was it was nothing like, you know, getting ready like your whole week. Like you'll be writing a rap the whole week just hoping you be able to get a chance to get on the mic. And fucking, I think it was like Wednesdays maybe. It's probably like Wednesday, every Wednesday night. And so 
you go like just imagine if I had to walk to it. I live that real broke hip hop backpacker life. I swear to God, and you go there and it's like fifty motherfuckers with bars. Like everybody can fucking rap their ass off. It didn't fucking matter who, how the fuck they looked, what the fuck they were. Everybody can rap their ass off. So, and it was just it just really pushed me to get better. And it took me a minute. It took me a minute to figure it out, man, because. One thing about going to open mics, especially the the kind that um, we used to run in Detroit, man, they would just, you had to go on stage and they would just throw on any beat, man. So you could write a rap and that rap might not match with that beat. So you always have to be able to still have some improv in there and still be able to freestyle and be able to try to finesse and figure shit out. So it took some time, man, but I, I swear it was like boot camp for me, like going every, um, and that was a hard time in my life. I definitely was fucking the poorest I ever, I think I was the poorest I ever been in my life because that was like right at the high school and, you know, I still was in that transitional phase of like, am I, do I want to sell drugs? But I was scared of going to jail or, you know, being killed or something like that happening. And, and you know, and wouldn't be a rapper. But I lived in Detroit. It wasn't like it was no way for me to fucking, like, go to a record label or, like, get my music out there or stuff like that. So it was just, you know, that was like to be popular at the open mic was kind of like you had a record deal. You know, it almost like you was a rapper at that lowest form. So it kind of, you know. It gave me confidence once I was able to start going there and getting love and shit. But, you know, Detroit is brutal. But it's a crap and it's so many motherfuckers that can rap. Everybody can rap. So, of course, ain't nobody trying to um, help you out or, you know, or whatever. You know how it is. It's, it's, it's dog eat dog, man. All right. <clears throat> we gonna get to some white people shit. White people shit. We got... Brunch bitches. What up, Danny? First, congrats to you and the booth boys on the success of the show. You are one of the funniest podcasters out here, and Tuesdays aren't Tuesdays anymore. It's Danny Brown Day. Oh, that's cute. White people shit. I think 90% of brunch culture predominantly white women focus. I've gone to brunch a couple of times, and each time it was only mine and a couple other tables, black slash brown folks. I mean, I will say that, yes, that was true, but man. I don't know if you've ever been somewhere like Atlanta. You go to an Atlanta brunch, what? And they got the little baby on. And you be like, damn, nigga, it's like 11 a.m. They already drunk. They twerking in that motherfucker. Man, so yeah, I would say yeah, it started out that way. But now the bottomless mimosas has came to the hood. And they done figured it out. But see, they, it, the, the, I think the brunch menus in the hood brunches be a little different than y'all shit. Y'all be having like little cakes and egg benedicts and, and shit like that. These motherfuckers be having catfish and grits. It be jumping fried chicken and waffles. Yeah, so the, the black people brunch is a little different. The bottomless mimosas is going up. I, one thing I will say about brunch, man, you send your girl to brunch, she come back horny than a motherfucker, man. So, yeah, man, if you want to fuck on a Sunday, if you want to be fucking at a Sunday at 7 p.m., send your bitch to brunch. She come back drunk as fuck, screaming, happy. So, yeah, but, yeah, brunches, it started out as some white people shit, but, no, nah, niggas invaded the brunch. We done took that shit over, man. I will tell you, man, um, some, some white people shit that I've came across. Motherfucking hacking. H-A, come on, type this up. It's a dance. Hacking dance. H-A-K-K-E-N. Dance. Yeah, I guess it's some um Yeah, literally yeah, it's some it's some straight EDM fast off. Look at them. Boom, 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 boom. Look. They be talking about white people ain't got no rhythm. Look at this shit. This shit like a Mary, uh, a fucking American Gladiators obstacle course. Look at this shit. That seemed like that don't really seem like a dance that should have a name. You know what I'm saying? That's just like you just wilding out. You know some dances ain't got names. But this is like an actual, like, they be having, like, competitions and shit. Like, who's the best hacking? Look, watch this nigga. Boom, boom. Hitting that shit. Hitting that shit. Boom, boom. Uh, uh, uh. I, I think it's some, um, I want to say it's like some Aussie, Australian shit. But I don't know, because I've had been to, like, a few, um, you know, you go to, like, the, um, like, Day and Nights and, and what is that? All the fucking, um. We got one in Michigan, too. But whatever, man. All them EDM festivals and shit. You go to them, them. Them bitches be doing weird dance with furry boots on and shit. They be doing shit like that with pacifiers in their mouth and shit. You be like, man, you okay? Look at him. He hitting it. So, it, see, that's the thing about this dance. I don't know who good at it or who bad. I guess that's why white people like it. Because I, look. Boom, boom. Kicking it. Hitting it. Hitting it. This is good cardio, though. 
I don't see fat people doing it. I will say that. Everybody that, that's doing it is in shape. They lean. So I don't know. Maybe we need to bring some hacking courses to the hood, man, so we can get in shape in some of these um, dead zone areas, man, where they ain't got Whole Foods and shit, man. Start teaching these niggas how to get to hacking. Look at this. It's going to be me and Zolo at your show. Oh, tight. The Molly is Mollying. That's what that is. That's all that is. You take some Molly, you'll start doing that kind of shit. For real. You take some Molly, it's that music hit you, you be dancing, man. You don't be knowing what the fuck you doing. You just having a good time. And that's that's usually what it look like. So, shouts out to the motherfuckers out there hitting the, hitting the hacking. I don't even know if you can say it. Like, if you, is you hitting the hacking or whatever the fuck, man. <laughs> All right, all right. Next up, we got on white people shit. We got them movies. All right. I don't know how to... How, all right. Love the show, man. Keep doing you. Recently been to the cinema. You know this nigga from the UK or Europe in, in general. They say cinema. Recently been to the cinema, and there's always been at least one group of white people that gets up at the credits and start clapping. Who the fuck are they crapping for? Who the fuck are they clapping for? It's not a live performance and nobody made the movies in here. Every time I look over, it's always white people making me embarrassed in my skin tone. Can't imagine another race doing this. What's your opinion? Yeah, we talked about that before. They always stand up and clap when the plane land too. They just happy, man. See, niggas in the hood, we just be too, we too depressed and we got too much shit going on. So just clapping, man. That ain't, that ain't really what I think. But yeah, man, they just happy, man. They're having a good time. I wish more races would clap for, 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 for cool things that, 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 that happen. They feel like it happened in a day, man. That'd be a better way to get it out. But yeah, man, no, I don't really feel like that's um white people shit though. I feel like that's um I think that's some um that's that come with age. Like cause I feel like my um my fucking eighty year old black grandma a playing lane, her ass fuck around, stand up and clap. I can already see her being happy. So I think that's like a more of an old person kind of thing, standing up and clapping. You gotta think, man, they ain't have they probably ain't have other ways of um to show they love for entertainment back in the day. All they could do was clap, man. They was going to plays and shit. Imagine, imagine that was the only type of form of entertainment you had. We watch TV on our phone, do all kind of shit. No, nigga, to play on Friday. You know everybody in the motherfucking play. Y'all just going to show up and they just watching some play of Macbeth or something. Some story that you already know. A, a nigga gets shot in that bitch like Abraham Lincoln. All right, man, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> All right, spin the motherfucking wheel. I seen some good ones on there that we might could get into. God damn it, mushrooms. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like um, I'm starting to have a love hate relationship with mushrooms, man. Because I don't know, I think it's I think it's whatever you're going through in your life. You know, people be like, man, mushrooms could have a, um, you know, you can have a breakthrough when you, like the past few times I take mushrooms, like I've been angry and that shit just made me more angry. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So I don't know if it, it's working out with me, but I was drinking too. That is one of the number one things. You can't be fucking drinking, taking mushrooms. But yeah, um, but no, I, I think um, I'm happy that mushrooms has became more accepted. You know, just psychedelics in general, I think, just just in the black black community for sure. Because we always hear the stories, motherfuckers that do psychedelics and jump out the window or be running up the street naked or doing shit like that. But now, because it is, I can definitely say it is a form of therapy. I think it was one acid trip that made me come here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it can get you through a lot of shit. But I will say, you know, everything is, you know, you do anything too much, you know. I, I, did them, I was doing the mushrooms all last summer. See how much dumb shit I got myself into. I'm still recovering from that shit, but I, I um I got some mushrooms now actually at the crib. But I, I even tried like you know tried the the micro dosing thing, and I really couldn't um really do that because um uh, you know even though you micro dose you just get this little like feeling sensation. She's like a feeling like a, ooh like a common like ooh, but it always kind of make me a little horny. So I was like, man, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to take mushrooms being horny every day, cause you know. So yeah. Fuck that. But I, I will say, man, um, everybody should trip at least once. Just get you one good good blast off in just to understand what the shit really about. And, you know, that'll be that. So, yeah, man, but you got to be careful, though. You do got to be careful because I've, like, I've, I've, I've seen people, you know, just I don't know, man. I've seen people um, change their whole just their whole lives off, like, fucking around with psychedelics and not for the better, kind of. 
you know, it's almost like, no, nah, this nigga kind of like you tripping. Like exactly, that's why they call it tripping. Like, no, nah, you weirded out now. Like, like you ever see like those? Like you ever watch those documentaries of like motherfuckers that's like that? Um, where's the fucking place that's um where Burning Man is at and shit? What's the fuck that shit called? The fucking desert shit. But all the motherfuckers like Black Rock City, huh? Black Rock City, oh, that's Nevada. Black Rock City. No, I'm thinking of something else, man. But whatever. But yeah, like all those motherfuckers out there, you could just tell like they be wearing a fucking crazy mushroom looking clothes. Like every when you tripping and you be seeing them fucking shapes and all that shit. Like they they start wearing dashikis and they, white people with dreads and they stop stop cleaning themselves and they never wear shoes and shit like that. Like no nah, man, like that that's that's when you went too far with it. Like you know. So yeah, the toe ring bitches, you know, like that's when you went too far with the mushrooms, man. So, but I don't know, man. It's like I said, it's a slippery slope. Like, cause I remember I was doing good during that time. I wasn't drinking no more, and that's when I did that uh, talk with Doctor Drew, and he was. And I was like, oh, I got these mushrooms. That's really about to help me. He's like, nah, man, that's a slippery slope. Cause remember, I, I, I was taking the mushrooms, and someday, one day, the mushrooms were like, you, you good? You can drink. I'm like, it's not gonna be a big deal. You can just, you know, you got to know how to do it in moderation. It's not Before I know it, I'm back drinking fucking fifths and shit. So, I don't know. Mushrooms work for everybody, but I'm a fucking, um, obviously, I, I have an addictive personality, you know? So, yeah, man. I can't fuck with that shit, man. I can't. I'm going to have to quit everything, man. That's really what it's going to have to be with me. I mean, I will say I do want to go do the ayahuasca, though. I'm about ready for that. <clears throat> it's a... Uh, I'm about ready. That's probably like the last, like that, that I'll probably do that. But for the most part, I say once I get out of rehab, I want to get back more into it, man. Cause I, I used to do, I used to float all the time, like going back to float tanks and shit. Like I'm gonna get back and going to float tanks, you know. I'm already been, you know, back, you know, working out a little bit and shit. Cause I know, I, I you know, I kind of knew I was already going for like a month, you know. It was just all about me figuring out what place I was going to. And I figured out the place, it was just like, you know, waiting on the bed to open then. I started getting booked for shows and shit, and it was like, I definitely need to make some fucking money, so let me do these shows and shit, and then I'm going to, you know, check in, so yeah, your boy's going to be out of here, man, so that'll be cool. Um, Oh, yeah, man, we can talk about some fucking uh, video games. Video game reviews. I got my Steam Deck back, which, you know, I've been fucking emulating the fuck out of, man. I got every fucking console on there, which is the dumbest shit now that I've got this, because... I mean, I got I got a shit ton of games in my Steam library, and then now I got fucking GameCube, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, fucking Xbox, Xbox 3. I got pretty much every console that I've ever played with, damn near every game that I would love to play. And it's almost like it's, it's that thing you ever get where you be like, man, I'm going to finally, you know, lay down, have a relaxing day, chill out, watch some Netflix and chill. And you cut Netflix on, you just sitting there scrolling that shit for about two hours. You ain't find one shit to watch. You click some shit, watch a trailer, might cut some shit on. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch this shit. Cut it off. That's kind of what I find myself doing with my fucking Steam Deck now. I cut on a game. I'm like, I don't want to play this. Go to another game, play it for a little bit. Uh, look at it. Before I know it, I'm just scrolling games, just looking at games, never playing anything. So that had been my um, whole thing with the Steam Deck. But I can't wait till I'm, you know, being back traveling, like, you know, going overseas and you know, being on like 12-hour flights and shit like that, because that would have been a whole jam back in the day, man. That's like, I could say my fucking age right there. That would have been my jam. That's some shit my mom said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that would have been my old jam back in the day, bro. Fucking being able to have fucking um, Skyrim on the plane. But I'd be good. I could knock out fucking eight hours of that, no problem. So that's a good thing. So I am excited. There's this new game coming out called um, I Am Jesus Christ. I, I thought I talked about this on the show, but the homies told me I didn't, man. Yes, I, 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 I told you I've had a bad few weeks, though, man. I've been fucking drunk as fuck. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in a good space right now, man. So I'm trying to keep myself here. One thing I would say about drinking, man, it always feels like, yeah, I am Jesus Christ. If I get, when I get too drunk, I feel like I jump to an alternate timeline when I wake back up from a blackout. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this? So, yeah, I'm Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, just watch the trailer. <laughs> watch a little bit of the trailer. <laughs> Only reason why I'm so excited for this game, and I've been talking about it for months, because I know the ending about to be crazy. So <laughs> People have attempted to write about the things that have taken place among us. Reports of these hey, things first were handed down Jesus. There were people who saw these things for themselves. Imagine being Jesus the in 60 FPS, man. This is crazy. And then passed the word on. 
With this in mind, I myself have carefully looked into everything from the beginning. It looks Son, dope, though, man. Job, man. <laughs> That's the thing about the it. It looks fucking dope, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't hate on it, man. But uh, I mean, shit, that'll make movies, Passion of Christ, and all this kind of shit. But do you think, man, uh, playing as Jesus Christ in a video game, do you think that's a little blasphemous? Like, do you think that's? I don't think God intended us to be uh, playing to 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 be reenacted <laughs> Jesus Jesus Christ in four K. Look at this. Do you guys think, am I wrong? Like, we seen the Jewish game, remember? So I guess Jews gonna have to have some shit. We gotta get some shit, too. You know what I'm saying? This shit gonna make me join church, though. So, yeah, shouts out to um, the developers of this. I, I wonder, is it... Um, see, the thing is about... The reason why I feel... Um, um, oh, uh, <laughs> You seen the Last Supper? You know it's about to go down. <laughs> Shit was about to get gangster in that bitch, man. <laughs> I can't wait, man. I can't wait. It's definitely pre-ordered. Oh yeah, it's um, it's actually out already, man. Fuck. Um, um yeah. So yeah. Uh, do y'all think that's wrong? Cause they making money off this shit. It's it's weird. Can, do you have to get copyrights to Jesus Christ? No, I don't think so. Jesus Christ is just is just for use. Yeah. Damn. All right, that's how they be making them black Jesus paintings. That's in all your grandma houses and shit. But no, man. Um, it's a slippery. I I don't know. I don't think. Um, I don't think it's well. All right. If the Jews had their game, the Christians got to have one too. I'm definitely playing it. Um, so I I feel like um. After I knock it out, I, I would definitely be able to give a more detailed review of it. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to play this shit, man. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what it do. Uh, I guess I got to uh, talk about a little, um, I guess I got a little um, Danny Brown history or whatever. Not too much, but uh, I've been going down this um, rabbit hole of this artist named Nick Drake. Let history. And he was... Um, a musician from the seventies. He made he made some albums, and um, he just really felt like um, his album. You know, the music that he was making wasn't getting the proper respect. You know, like most artists did. You know, like he wasn't really feeling like appreciated like that. His albums wasn't selling, so it made him feel like a failure. And he just went to like a severe depressed type of shit, and 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 eventually unalived himself. You know, rest in peace, uh, Nick Drake. But and he killed himself like, oh, fuck, I, I tried not to say that, but at um 26, which is super young, you know, and um, but for decades now, artists after, you know, all these artists have been getting influenced by him. I've just now gotten up on this shit like um, the past few weeks. So I've been listening to his music and it is some, you know, it's it's, it's one of those type of um, like the type of shit he was making was going to be timeless just based on the, the approach, you know, and his mom was a songwriter, too, which is even crazier, you know. So yeah, man, he um eventually, you know, took his own life and like for decades now, you know, countless musicians have been saying that they've been getting um, you know, um, you know, influenced by his work. And um and and, and you know, I can definitely relate to that, you know, feeling like, you know, you put so much work in, into your art and you know, feel like it's not being appreciated and but you know, this kind of story just goes to show and especially now like now with because all everybody talk about is numbers and everybody being so number number driven about things, you know. So I feel like that even makes things a lot worse as well because I see a lot of these kids like they'll be so excited about an album that is coming out and it's coming out and they love it. And then the album will come out, then they'll be then they'll love it. They'll be like, Yeah, it's tight, it's tight. And then once the like the first week sales come out and it didn't sell what they thought of his sale, that would totally not dictate the way they feel about the music now. And they'll be like, Oh, now it's mid or whatever. And that's and I don't know, man. I feel like that's that's like that's real bad for the culture, man. I really feel like um, if you're a fan of something, man, you shouldn't really care because you see, like you know, a lot of artists they put so much effort into it, and and a lot of people don't really do this for um, for financial gain. It's more so it's just this is who they are. They wouldn't be able to do it. They wouldn't be able to be them without it. Like I learned that about myself. That one little year I spent in jail was being away from music. That was like the most hardest part of not being able to listen to music when I want to or hear what I wanted to hear of, knowing that a new album came out and I don't even know how it sound or what. It just, that thing, that's what hurt me the most. So a lot of musicians, man, like, we wear a heart on our sleeve type, you know, and 
putting music out into the world is like putting us into the world. It's like putting your soul out there. So when it gets rejected or something like that, it could really play a toll on your play a toll on you mentally, you know? And like even someone like me, I feel like um like like yeah, I definitely like somebody was like, Man, Danny is he he you know, he he get too down on himself about his music stuff. It's not that it's not the fact that I get down on myself about my music. It's just I, what I feel like is um like I didn't get on till I was thirty, which was you know later in my life. But I got on making the type of music that I wanted to make. I remember my entire twenties. It was me trying to make you know songs that I would think would get me signed to a record label and you know do commercially stuff. I guess you know, and and that wasn't getting me no record deal. Once I started being me and being who I am, that's when my career started to take off. <clears throat> but it's like you know, so many people only get this opportunity, you know. To be a to be in the music industry, so once you got your opportunity, you know you still have to understand it's a business, it's a you know, and it's an industry. And you know, I think I, I feel like a failure in some sense that I didn't, I didn't have that mindset of it being a business. And and like you know, wanting to make music and shit that I would feel like you know that would be successful to take care of my family and shit like that. I, I feel like I was selfish in that ways where I just wanted to make shit that was cool for me and I think this shit dope and if you think it's dope you know what I'm saying so I can't complain when I see you know my album sales and stuff like that because it was all on me that's what I wanted to do and then when I look back at some of my favorite artists that I'm influenced by they wasn't on the radio they wasn't commercial artists like that so you know I, I don't really get too down on myself like that like I said the only thing that I get down about myself like certain shit like happened with my family and I'm not being able to take care of everybody you know, and I feel like I probably had the opportunity where I probably could have been like that if I fucking made some fucking auto-tune commercial-ass songs. Just saying, fuck it. You know, who cares? I need to make money for my family type shit. But, you know, I was like, fuck that. I'm I'm going to be on some Nick Drake shit. And niggas going to fucking listen to these albums when I'm dead and gone. And motherfuckers is going to be influenced by albums like Atrocity Exhibition and Triple X and my whole discography. So I can actually say I'm happy about that. And it is what it is. So, um... Yeah, I love y'all motherfuckers. We about to get up out of here. We can spin the wheel one more time. And we'll get up out of here. I don't want to get too dark on y'all. Always, that's one thing, man. I feel like my podcast is pretty much just like my albums. It should be funny as hell, but when you think about it, you're like, nah, man, shit kind of dark. <laughs> shit kind of sad, man. <laughs> Coachella, man, is one of the best music festivals ever, man. It, it literally is. Coachella is such a vibe. And I really feel like the reason why Coachella is such a good festival is because just the history that it has, so everybody that go there, they all happy. Like this, you know, but like you can go to certain festivals, this motherfuckers in there, they, they, they don't, you know, it, 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 it could be a fight. I don't feel like motherfuckers don't be fighting at Coachella. Niggas be on there really with the peace and love vibes, man. That's the closest festival I feel like we got to Woodstock. But, you know, it, it has, obviously, I mean, it's the fucking biggest festival in the world. It definitely came, you know, it's super commercial now. I feel like, um... You know, I wish festivals would get back more into just booking acts that they feel like is cool for the festival and cool for their brand instead of just, they going by the numbers now. I don't even think they listen to half the music. I mean, people in, in, that's, in, that's in, you know, in, in, in charge of the bookings and shit at these festivals now, they ain't look, they ain't even, they don't even know the music. They just look at the numbers, who got what, because you could tell by the way it's booked and how the artist is slotted and different shit like that. So I would love, I don't play, I played Coachella once. It was a great time. I've been a few times. My first time ever doing Coke was at Coachella. So y'all got that one. Um, <laughs> y'all got that one. And um, yeah, man, I would love to be back at Coachella, man. It's definitely a great vibe, man. It's um, So if you ever get the chance to play Coachella, definitely know it's um, it's definitely, um, uh, you know, you should be honored. It's definitely, you know, you on the list. You know, you're great. You did great shit. And especially if you can go to Coachella, there's always a guy at Coachella backstage passing out $2 bills. And if you're lucky to get the guy and get one of those $2 bills, my $2 bill is still in my wallet to this day. That's like my fucking good luck charm. I don't know how much it's been working out for me, but I never spent that $2. I still got it. Everybody know who I'm part of. I know most motherfuckers in the industry know who I'm talking about, but it's always this guy. I think he hangs out at a lot of festivals or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just Coachella, but he just be happy. He got a big ass stack of $2 bills and he passed them bitches out to like all the artists and shit. So shouts out to $2 bill cuz, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. I can't go. I'm getting ready for this show this week, man. Shouts out to everybody at South by Southwest, man. Definitely. Um, I would say hydrate yourself, but it looks like it's going to be raining, which um, I don't know. I think in Texas, they be praying for rain almost. Like they be like, man, it's gonna rain, and then it don't fucking rain. It be eighty degrees. Y'all, am I the only one that experienced that out here? Huh? Was that like normal with y'all too? 
I mean, I like the rain. I don't know, people, but it, it's gross when it's hot. When it's super hot and humid here and it starts to rain, that's when it feels. Yeah, that's, not what, so good. that's what I feel like they're scared of. So they always gonna be like, it's gonna be 50 degrees. Next thing you know, it's 70. So they, I don't really feel like they be, they don't really know how to um, judge the weather really right out here, you know. So um, usually, you know, um, south by southwest, every time I've been, it's been fucking hot. You know, you fucking walking show to show, dying in the heat. You know, but I'm super excited that it's back, man. Uh, you know, after, you know, going through all this COVID quarantine and all this and all that, I'm I'm super happy to see that uh, South by Southwest is back. And, and I feel like it was a reset for it because like the last few South by Southwest, it was always, you know, like fucking Kanye shows and, you know, like all the biggest artists, fucking Rolling Stones or some shit. I don't know. It, but... People don't know South by Southwest was always about the up and coming artists. It was always about people that didn't have record deals and you just go stumble across a band you seen play at a bar and this and that. And it feels like it's getting back to more of that now. It feels like it was more of a reset now. So I'm excited, man. I'm going to go out. I'm going to check some shit out. You see me say what's up. Well, this is going to be way late. <laughs> I'm dumb as hell if you see me say what's up. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to get up out of here in a minute, man. I will say, man, um, Y'all got to be safe out there, man. Um, hold your boy down. I won't say uh, thank everybody that's been sending me, um, you know, just words of encouragement. Just, you know, keeping me uh, keeping me straight, keeping my head focused in the game, man. Keeping me, you know, accountable for all my actions, you know, like Danny, nigga, stop drinking, you know. So, yeah, so I'm doing my best, man. I want to say thank you guys for all the love. Keep me in your prayers. You know, your boy's about to go do that bid. You know what I'm saying? Like a real nigga. About to come out on swole. You feel what I'm saying? You know I'm about to come out on swole. So it'll be all good, man. Love y'all, man. Peace, man. Have a good one, man. See y'all niggas, man. Yeah.